Welcome back to the Empty Opinions Podcast, a place for all things culture. My name is Eladio Polanco, a.k.a. E4, a.k.a. Fat E. I'm not just calling myself fat here. Uh, there's a reason why that's the name. I gotta come up with a way to signal that the nickname is something that's gonna come later. You know what I mean? Because, like, or maybe not. Maybe I should be able to trust the audience that something is coming, that there's a reason why I chose that name. Is it playing on words on something that happened in pop culture this week? Regardless, I think Fat E is not a bad nickname. You know what I mean? I've recently come to learn that I am a fat person. Um, you know, whatever. I was about to defend myself, but yeah, I'm definitely fat. I got to lose weight. Especially, you know, when I'm this short, it's like even a little tummy looks bad. If I was bigger, if I was taller, it would make more sense to like have some sort of belly because, you know, if my extremities, my fucking arms and legs match my gut, it would be fine. But they don't. My fucking T-Rex arms are too short. Anyways, how are you guys doing? You good? Second week of me recording the podcast, trying to be consistent. What's going on right now? I'm a little bit um tired. Is tired the word? I don't know. I guess it is. I'm a little, I wanted to wake up early today to uh, record this, to have time, Um, but I just wasn't able to. Like, I think it was Friday or Saturday, one of these days, past couple of days, I went to sleep at 2, woke up at 6, wasn't tired at all the whole day, and was able to get a lot of shit done. And I was like, okay, let me try to replicate that. And I set an alarm for 6, forced myself to go to uh, bed at 2 a.m., and uh, obviously I couldn't. I was able to wake up at 10 a.m., which is still pretty good, but it's not. You know what I mean? I've just realized I'm too busy to, you know, lose hours due to sleep. I'm looking for hours in the day. The hours I have are not enough. And so I got to come up with solutions here, guys. And so the first thing I notice is like, oh, wait, I do lose eight hours of sleep. Well, I do lose eight hours to sleep. So let me try to take away some of those hours. The problem is when I got to put this fucking alarm clock and it's, you know, it's early and I'm sleepy. I was like, all right, let me hit this news button on this alarm clock. And then it's a fucking shit show. Anyways, that's just how I've been doing. (laughs) Just very tired. Very tired. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it in my voice. Been drinking coffee. My throat is a little bit sore. Pause. Nobody in Philly really sees, nobody really in Philly says pause, I just realized. It's definitely like a New York thing. I think people here are like, hey, yo, right? Like, <laughs> people say that here. <laughs> I think they also say that in New York, but pause specifically, I think we say here in Philly. Um, A little bit of housekeeping I want to do, I guess. I have some housekeeping music, don't I? Yes, I do. Housekeeping, uh, a little too loud. Let me bring it down. Pretty good. Um... What is there for me to do in housekeeping? Uh, follow me on social medias at Eladio Talks, E-L-A-D-I-O Talks. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. 
if you want to see my movie opinions. Also, you can check, speaking of opinions, Opinions Empty, at Opinions Empty. That's where you can keep up with everything happening in the Empty Opinions universe. Uh, on Twitter, although I'm not really using Twitter that much, but fuck it, Twitter, Opinions Empty is there if you want to follow it. Uh, Instagram, Opinions Empty. TikTok, Opinions Empty. And uh, YouTube, Opinions Empty. Which this is not in, so I don't have to worry about being like, oh, you guys already watched? No, because you're not watching the full episode. Full episode is only on audio right here. So go subscribe to the YouTube channel that you can see video of this podcast. More, more specifically, like clips. Also reactions. I do reactions over there, which those gave me a lot of views. So that's why I'm going to keep doing them. You know what I mean? I did a reaction to the Zendaya trailer and I framed it with like, oh, Tom Holland doesn't see this new Zendaya movie trailer, right? It's a reaction to it. And I put fucking Tom Holland crying in the thumbnail and they're great. It has like 1.7 thousand views. Reactions are easy, man. That's all I got to say. But anyways, well, easy in terms of like getting eyeballs, getting people to watch your shit. But um, also they're low. F anyways going down a weird tangent what else i think that's it honestly i will check out the playlist freshly squeezed that's my playlist where i curate every, all the new music that comes out every new music friday so you don't have to um this week's playlist has let me look at the people in this week's playlist you guys should check it out. I definitely, I, I, I spent way too much time like trying to organize it. Way more time than I should. What's on here? Big Baby Gucci, Black Odyssey, BLP Kosher, D Damazine, Zane, Fireboy, DML, Gunda Garcon, Jeff, Rilo Rodriguez, Out of Baby, Sam Wise, Slow Dive, Sofago, The Weeknd, and 454 amongst, no, that's all. I was going to say amongst many others, but those are the ones. Great music this week. A lot of songs. Typically more than usual. Usually I struggle to get like a good eight new songs. Because new music is tricky. But anyways, check that out. Freshly Squeezed. Link is in the description for that. The description is more of a YouTube thing. No, actually it's not. Because link in the... Yeah, description. Podcast players have descriptions. Um, also, you can check me out on Listen to This While You Shit. Comedy podcast. I'm the co-host over there. Check me out. It's fun. Also, patreon.com slash pottymouth for more episodes. If you see me there and you're like, oh, wow, he's pretty funny over there. There you can check me out. But yeah, that's pretty much it. That's everything in housekeeping. So let's just get started with topics, man. The first thing that I really want to talk about is Drake. Drake announced a new album. It's called For All the Dogs. Fat D. You get it? That's why I nicknamed myself Fat. Anyways, new album. It's interesting that Drake has been putting out this many albums. He's put out, he, he's about to be, he's about to put out four albums in two years. That's fucking crazy, especially for Drake, one of the biggest artists in the game, which I wonder if this amount of this output that he's putting out, like this amount of albums that he's putting out is hurting his numbers. Because I feel like with Drake, it was like anticipated, right? Like around the time of like more life and, you know, views and scorpion and even certified lover boy like there, there will be long time between albums so it will lead to anticipation like new drake music how exciting and i still feel that way like drake's still one of those artists that every time he drops i feel excited but i wonder if that excitement is dying down because it is so much music or maybe drake is just adapting to the way the world works now which is like if you don't drop a lot you're gonna fall out of relevance i don't know that's an interesting question but 
I do think it ties into Drake signing a $400 million deal with Universal. I don't think it's Universal. I don't think the label's for forcing Drake to put out albums. I don't think that's what's happening. I think there's an incentive somewhere in that deal. Kind of like like an NBA player sal- like contract. It's like if you hit this amount of benchmarks, you get a bonus. I think that's what's happening with Drake. I think Drake is like... You, he's probably getting more money the more albums he puts out. And I think Drake is able to put out a lot of albums. He records a lot. Drake is kind of gifted in that way where, like, he's able to just create shit. Kind of effortlessly, and usually it's pretty good. He has a pretty high percentage rate for people that, you know, are outside. And I don't say that with any discrimination in my voice. I just recently started going outside, but still. Like, you hear his music outside and you realize, oh, my God, these are the people that like it. And this is where you notice which music matters and which doesn't. Or at least which music has a bigger impact, you know? You get a crowd, any crowd, and you play some Drake music, and they're going to start singing along. I don't know if you could say the same for fucking JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown. Yeah, I mean, no offense to them. It's a pretty good album, but still. Yeah, for all the dogs, Fat D is coming soon. I think it's going to come out this Friday. That's my guess, especially considering Drake moved his concert dates. His first album, his first tour date was supposed to be June 29th in Memphis, right? And then he had another one that was supposed to come out. I think Columbus was the next one after that. He's moved a couple of tour dates for after Friday. So then now his tour starts in Saturday, which is funny because... That's when I saw a leak, right, that was talking about on Reddit. You know what I mean? Shout out to everybody that uses Reddit and uh, keeps a secret because it's a little, you sound like a loser when you say that you are on Reddit. Shout out to y'all. There was one post that was like, oh, yeah, uh, Drake wants to release an album before his tour date starts, before his tour starts. It's all a blur. That was June 4th, I think, so early in June. And so that's what started my belief. Was, oh, shit. Okay, Drake will drop an album. And, uh, you know, it was all rumors until now. He confirmed it in a newspaper. He's like, for all the dogs, album coming soon. She said, we miss the old Drake girl. Don't tempt me. Whatever. Right? For all the dogs. At first, I didn't know what the fuck the title meant. But I think it's supposed to be like the dogs. Like the dogs. Like he got that dog in him. You know, or like guys that are like dogs to women. I don't know. It has, like, puppies. I think the logo of the album is, like, two puppies, which is kind of funny. That's what confused me at first. I was just like, what? why is there two puppies? And it's like, oh, no, it's, you know, it's supposed to be a metaphor. It's not literally for his dogs. But, um, yeah, let me look up. There's something interesting. Where's my phone? Okay, I have it. Let me see if I can find it on my phone. But it's something interesting that, that was one of the rumors, right? And so I was like, oh, shit, okay, cool. Um... Drake is dropping a new album in June. Awesome. I believe that because he's been putting out a lot. At first, it was supposed to. People thought it was going to be Scary, Al- Scary Hours 3 as a full album. He scrapped that. Now it's called For All the Dogs. I believe that rumor as well. But I think I saved the picture. I guess I didn't. I must have saved it on saved. Let me see. I got to find this because this is interesting. So I want to read this out in case it turns out to be true. Because if it does, I'm going to be glad I covered it. Where is it? Trying to find it. Go to r slash drizzy. That's uh, Drake's subreddit. They have some shit on there. About what the album might sound like. Let's see. 
Mm. This is dropping. Okay, nobody knows. Where is it? I wish I had it. Oh, no, it's a link to his. Oh, yeah, the newspaper was also promoting a, a poetry book uh, called Titles Ruin Everything, which I kind of want to buy just to kind of see what the fuck Drake is talking about. It might be some good poetry because I'm like, I guess it, it kind of makes sense that Drake would drop a poetry album. I think it makes sense, but it's still like, I don't know. You know, it could be corny, but I mean, everything that Drake does is corny or at least considered corny by the masses. So I, I guess, you know, we'll see. But I, I might buy that. Titles ruin everything. I, I think I saw somebody said that he might be the Rupi Kapoor for for men. And that's hilarious. OK, here's what the leak says. And I wonder how many of these things are going to come true. So this one, I'm going to read it out and we'll see Friday, maybe, hopefully. I think that's I think I'm. I'm like 60% sure, 70% sure that an album's going to come out Friday, but we'll see. But here's what some leaked information from Connie to the, which is like a message board where leaks happen. Here's what it says. Here's the bullet points that they wrote. Lil Yachty is an executive producer of the album. Drake and Yachty have been cooking up for a while and some material meant for their scrapped album, scrapped collab album will be on there. That I believe. They've definitely been spending a lot of time. They did that interview show on YouTube, which is like, okay, yeah, they're definitely spending time together. So I believe that they, they that Lil Yachty's an executive producer on the album. They've been hanging out too much. Loads of influence from Yachty, Lucky, Yeet, Lil Uzi, and brings back some electronic influence from Honestly Nevermind back. Basically a part two with it. Do I believe this? Um... This one, I don't believe as much. I think I believe the, the, the Yachty, Lucky, Yeet, Lil Uzi influence because Benny X is literally, he confirmed there's another track with him on the album. So I believe it. But honestly, never mind. Like more electronic sounds. I don't know. But that is goes into this, this whole narrative that's been building with this album, at least with the leakers that I'll get to. But. Will be a very divisive album due to some weirder sounds being explored. There is a weird attempt at a synth pop 80s song with a strange singing like Falling Back. And some honestly nevermind style tracks in there as well. Though there is shades of the introspective Drake. This is I I honestly I don't I don't I'm I hope I hope and pray to God that this is a divisive album. I love when Drake drops divisive albums. You know what I mean? I loved Honestly Nevermind. People hated it. People are starting to come around to it a year later now. And so if this album follows in that where he's doing some wild shit that people are just going to outright reject right away, I would be so happy. In fact, like I have, uh, I put up a, a, a poll on Twitter talking about, I asked, let me, let me find this poll. Basically about this album. I just said, uh, would you be mad if Drake tried new sounds on his next album? I only got nine votes. It is what it is. Go to Twitter at Eladio Talks on Twitter to vote on that. Actually, by the time this comes out, the poll would have been done. But anyways, the two options were, yeah, give me what I want. And no, he should do new shit. And 67% of people said he should do new shit. So that's a very small, very small sample size. But still, I, I, just, I was fascinated because if this album, if this, everything I'm reading does turn out to be true, it'll be fascinating to see. Once again, Drake being divisive as he was, but honestly, never mind. And just wonder, like, okay, what do you guys want him to do? I want him to do new shit. You guys want him to do old shit. So we'll see. But 
if anything, I think Scary Hours 3 is going to be more like a her loss to this album's for all the dogs. But it is what it is. Here's more information that this leaker said. Rapping is more laid back and ignorant on some songs reminiscent of Pain 1993. If there's a Yachty influence, I believe it. Like Back Outside Boys and fucking uh, Drumbatron shit popping. Like that kind of shit. I wouldn't be mad at him. Also, that, that, that Uzi song is supposed to be on there. So, At the Gates. If that's the kind of rapping that it makes sense. Features are Yachty, Sanfa, Rema, Rick Ross, Travis Scott, and Lil Uzi Vert. I don't know how Rema would fit into this album, to be honest. But Rema is one of those. He's kind of like the new Wizkid, in a way. In we're in a in a in a kind of like, but it's kind of like a different trajectory where like Rema popped on his own first, and then he's gonna get the cosigns. Where like I think with Wizkid, he had the cosigns, and then he popped. But uh, I would love to see Rema. I don't know if it would fit on the overall vibe that they're describing on this album. But Rick Ross, I don't know. Honestly, I don't see this album with a lot of features. If anything, I could only see like Uzi and Yachty. Like, I don't know how the fuck Sanford would fit on here. Travis Scott, maybe. Rick Ross, it, they, they've made plenty of songs. I don't know if that's the vibe he's going for. I don't believe those features. I only believe really two, Yachty and Uzi. Uh, what else? Said to be more fun and bouncier than her loss with songs similar to Back Outside Boys and Pay 1993. Yeah, there we go. I would be down for that. I think that'll be fun, especially for a summer album. I think that'll be great. Um... And if you have songs like that, I don't think this album is going to be quite as experimental, but we'll see. It, uh, meaning, it, uh, what I mean is that it won't be quite as divisive. But anyways. The track list, are, okay, it doesn't matter, track list, whatever. Uh, producers include Party Next Door, Oz, Benny X, which he's definitely confirmed is in the album. Boy Wonder, Filthy, Filthy makes sense, 1985. Yeah, those, those, every, all of that makes sense to me. Will be 16 tracks. It's a long album, man. If it's 16 fucking tracks, and I don't mean long, I mean long in regards to Drake just dropping fucking her loss not even a year ago. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy to drop another 16 tracks like it's nothing. That's wild. And our title is not Scary Hours 3 anymore, which as we know now, if this leak is right, it was changed for all the dogs. And that's what this leaker said on Reddit. We'll see if it's true. I don't, I believe some of it. I don't believe some of it, but... I just wanted to read it out and, you know, lay it out for you guys in case I was right, in case this leaker was right. And now I'll go back to his episode like, yes, I called it. One of the leaks came true. Uh, finally, one of my fucking, you know what I mean? Anyways, yeah, that's uh, that's been a lot of time on that Drake new album. But it, it's interesting if Drake, if any of that is true, it will be really interesting to see Drake branch out and try new shit, especially co executive produced by Yachty who just did some really weird new shit this year. So that'll be interesting to see, to say the least. Uh, what else could I want to talk about? What's next? There's a couple of things. Uh, let me get this 2023 XXL freshman shit out the way. I wanted to do some research on it, um, like more research than I normally do for these topics, but, you know, been pretty busy, so I wasn't able to really... Uh, go through all these artists although i do recognize every single name on here which i like you know that's good that's good that's good to see but um yeah 2023 double xl freshman class has been revealed here are the people um i wish there was a fuck uh god why is double xl the first thing that pops up i just want give me give me a okay right here they have them let me see. I want just a list of all of them put together in one place. Come on, man. Okay, there we go. 
There we go. Found it. The the tagline for this class is all eyes on us. As whatever. Who cares? Here's the people. Tia Corrine, Too Rare, Finesse Two Times, DC The Don, Rob 49, Lil Tyler, Friday, Glorilla, Lola Brooke, Sleazy World Go, Real Boss and Richie, and Central C. I know every single name on here. Now, I don't know every single name's music that well. You know, some more than others for sure. Oh, and Beats by Pierre Bourne, which I think that's pretty that's pretty good. That's a great uh like newer DJ. They always have some old ass DJs and producers, like DJ Drama. What do you want fucking DJ drama doing these fucking ciphers? But anyways, I would say I really like this list because it's people that I know. <laughs> I don't know if, if that makes sense. It's meaning like these are the kind of people that I've been buzzing. I feel like it kind of got it right. Also, it covers a lot. This 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 list. You know what I mean? Uh, has I think it got the 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 women right and the men right. I don't know. More so the women. I don't know. This is a fascinating list. Let's 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 go over it. Tia Corrine, she had that song Freaky T, which and she's been kind of on the underground for a while. So it's fascinating to see her or not for a while, at least for the past couple of years. She's been like working with Kenny Beats and shit. She's definitely been an underground female rapper and more in the style of like uh, fucking uh, who was it like DC to Don. Like, I don't know, like. Like bounce, like, I don't, I don't know how to describe that sound, but it's less like what you typically hear from female rappers, if that makes sense. More like a BK the Ruler. That's what I'm talking about. Which I'm fascinated that they chose Tia Carino for BK. Which um, I don't, I don't know. That's definitely. By the way, all these spots are label plays. It's all label bullshit. So it is what it is. But Tia Carino, I like this. You know, Freaky T was a big song. It's kind of like a like a viral hit that turned into like a real hit because somehow Tia Corrine was able to get fucking Lotto on her track. That confused the fuck out of me because I really thought free, like Tia Corrine was like an underground artist. And whatever the fuck her label is, they're pushing her a lot farther than I thought they would push this kind of artist. Like getting a lot of features is kind of crazy. So I guess it makes sense she's on this list. And I like her music. I tried listening to her album, uh, her last album. It was cool. I know the album was good. I just, for whatever reason, wasn't in the mood to listen to it. But Freaky T is a fucking Freaky T. I be what you want to be. Call me Freaky T. That flow is amazing. So I love it. So I, I'm really happy with Tia Kareen. Too Rare, I if I would have guessed who would have been on the list, I feel like if I would have really thought long and hard. I almost said pause, but we don't say pause in Philly. I could have seen this coming because they're pushing too rare. Talk about an artist that's being pushed by his label. And I kind of feel bad because this Jersey Club wave will end. And I just hope they're preparing them to make music past that. make Be able to make good music beyond like that fucking drum pattern, that Jersey Club drum pattern. But for right now, I just want to rock. It's still ringing off, I guess. You know, Ice Spice is out in these streets. Like that kind of like drillish. Jersey Clubbish type sound. People are still trying out. So, you know, for right now, you gotta include Too Rare, you know, and he's from Philly, so shout out Too Rare. He's from Philly. I'm I'm gonna always support. I just have his future in mind when I hear this, when I see this list. Like, what's his longevity? Hopefully it's far. But yeah, Too Rare makes sense. Pioneer of a new sound in hip-hop, you gotta include him. Finesse two times. Street rapper that I've definitely, because here's the thing, like, when I make my playlist, uh, Freshly Squeezed, like, in the description, I go through all the New Music Friday playlists that they make, like, and it's always funny, because it's always, like, these artists that they put on the playlist, 
that I'm like, who the fuck is this person and who cares? But then you see him show up here and then you realize, oh, okay, the label's like propping him up. They want people to get to listen to this. So that's why I'm familiar with the name. I think I may have heard one or two songs from him. Can't really remember. They didn't really stuck out or didn't love him, I don't think. Actually, let me look at my library. There must be some. It's possible that, you know, um, I've saved one or two finesse two time songs. Did I? No, never mind. I don't have any finesse two times. Let me look at my artists. Is it finesse with an eye? Okay. Yeah, I don't have him. I haven't saved any of his music, unfortunately. But I've definitely heard the name. I, I should check him out. He's a street rapper, though. I do know that. Might be good. Who knows? I think he put out an album, too, recently. Yeah. I think I have heard a song, but I didn't like it. I think that's what happened. But it's, it's I, I can't really remember. But street rapper that the labels want to push, I'm not so shocked. There's another one of those here that uh, is more of a label push than a, like organic growth. I'll get to in a second. But yeah, DC the Don... This this pick surprised me because he's definitely more in the melodic youth side, which if I think correctly, like I don't know if the double XL freshman list always picks these people. They certainly did in 2016. I don't know if they're still focusing on like what's a wave right now with like less lyrical rappers, more melodic rappers. But I'm not mad at DC the Don. Well, I, I, I'm not mad at the pick, but I'm definitely mad at his album. Because he's, he's dropped a couple of things that I was like, oh, wow, there's some potential here. He's doing kind of like good, well-structured songs on this. You know what I mean? And then it's like, okay, well, what else is there when you get to his album, which is awful, awful, awful album. It didn't even sound like any of the singles. And then he dropped the single after the album, which is pretty good. So it's confusing. I don't, I don't know what... what that was i guess it was a mixtape but it was it just sounded fucking awful so hopefully you know his next album sounds more like his singles than that fucking monstrosity that was that mixtape but like dc dahmer even the name it's like what are you doing it was around the jeffrey dahmer shit the jeffrey dahmer hype it was, it was everything around it was just like I, I didn't like it but then the single afterwards are pretty good so i don't know what's going on with him but I'm not mad at the pick if you want to diversify, have a more melodic rapper. I'm trying to look. Yeah, he's probably, outside of Tour Air, the only other melodic rapper. Like, fully melodic. Like, that don't even really got bars at all. But, Rob 49 is next, and I have definitely heard, this is a song of, this is a song of, this is a song of his that I've included in my Freshly Squeezed playlist, like a couple of weeks ago, called Pillhead. He has a song with uh, G Herbo. I've heard him, I've heard him, and I've liked him. So I was glad to see him here. I'm glad to know that he was. Probably my favorite street rapper out of this list. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I really like his voice. I think he's pretty good. I, I really like him. Uh, not much else to say there. Check out Palehead. That is a good song by us. I should... Too Rare, what song should I... I mean, you know the, the, the fucking... What's the song that... The really big Too Rare song is uh, um, Cupid by Too Rare. You should check it out. Finesse Times. I don't know. DC Don... He has a song with fucking. Oh God, let me look at my, let me look at my library. Um, the song with Midwest Suicide was pretty good, so you you could check that out. 
uh, Rob 49 Pillhead. Now next is Lil Tyler, which I think is better than Baby Tron. Go debate your mother. I like his inclusion on this list. I think he's one of the more fun, like, punch-in rappers that we have. He's young as shit, too, but I really like him. He just has, I like his flow, his voice. Everything about it is kind of unique in terms of he's from Florida. Everything about the way he raps is unique. He has a song that, oh, a first show. That's probably his biggest hit at the moment. Uh, if you want to get familiar with Lil Tyler, there's that. Friday, I'm glad Friday is here because he was a standout in that uh, uh, God, what what the fuck God, God did. I was trying to figure out what it was. God did with the fucking three minute Jay Z verse. He was his, his chorus is big on that. Uh, first time that pretty much anybody ever heard of him. And then I liked his voice. And then I followed him and you know checked out his EP, checked out his extended EP, uh, like his EP Deluxe, which is I guess just an album. Uh, and I like him. He has a song with Chris Brown that just came out that's pretty good. It, it kind of. In replay, it don't really have that much replay value, but I really enjoyed it when I first heard it. You know, I just like his voice. I like people like that. I was, what's that song? Um, don't Give Up On Me is a great introduction to him as an artist. That was the first single that came out after he was featured on uh, that uh, DJ Khaled song. Also, fun fact, one of the people that I work with here at the Potty Mouth Network, Zarya, uh, she uh, is friends with the DJ. So it's fun. And I missed out on the listening party that they had for that Chris Brown and Friday song. So I'm mad at it. But now I'm definitely, you know what I mean? Uh, this guy's going places Friday. At least he's gonna be he's being pushed to be everywhere. So I'm glad I have a connection to Friday. Yeah, I'm fucking doing things. Um, yeah, Friday, don't give up on me. That's a good song. Glorilla, everybody knows Glorilla FNF. Probably the biggest artist. Either first or second biggest artist. Uh there's another one here that I think is bigger. But um, or it might be bigger. I don't know. I think they're on the same level. But uh, Glorilla, everybody knows. I yeah, I don't got it. She's she's a pretty known name at this point. F and F, the fucking tomorrow song with Cardi B. She just put it on a song. Lick on my clip. Make this motherfucker. The song ain't hit at all. I thought it was gonna be like a summer hit. It ain't. Lotto's taking that. We'll put it on the floor. But it is what it is. But everybody's Glorilla. You know F and F. I don't gotta explain it. Lola Brooke, probably my least favorite, out of the people that I fully know, my least favorite pick here. There's like a weird hype of Lola Brooke that don't match the music at all. I think it matches the potential, maybe, in the overall presentation of Lola Brooke, which is like a five-feet girl that's very has a really deep voice and is very aggressive and animated. I think that's that's a great image to sell, but then you listen to her music and it's like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. It's not that good. So, yeah, that's my dichotomy with uh, Lola Brooke. Uh, even her name is pretty, like, Lola Brooke. It rolls out the tongue. Like, everything about her presentation is great. The content isn't quite there for me to love it. So, that's the only problem. What's the Lola Brooke that everybody knows? Uh, don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Everybody knows that one. Well, at least if you're on TikTok, you know that one. That's a good introduction, I guess. It's her best song, probably. And I don't think she's been able to match that song yet. So, we'll see. Uh, Lola Brooke, that's that. Sleazy World Go, I think he's one of the few picks on here that it's an actual, outside of Glorilla, there's a couple of them, but I, I think Sleazy World Go is probably the more organic street rapper that they chose. There's one right after that is uh, not organic whatsoever. I don't know anybody that listens to this guy at all, but uh, Sleazy World Go definitely has some great music. 
what what's oh, fuck there's a song so he has that song oh my god he has so many songs but i just don't remember the names of them like uh let me see uh oh sleazy flow yeah step no no step one that's the one that's a tiktok step one i don't i only remember that part because it's a, it's a lot to explain it's a tiktok sound that it's like it starts with step one and then it's a set whatever tiktok is a wild place for internet shit but I'll say this, Sleazy World Go, probably my favorite song from him is Creepers. You listen to that, that's a great introduction to Sleazy World Go, probably my favorite song of his. I only have three songs saved. I thought I had way more because I really like them. But anyways, Sleazy World Go, that's one. Then the next is Real Boston Richie, which I have seen as a name. I have not checked out his music at all, mainly because it seems very manufactured. Not him as a person, but the way they're pushing him. So I have no song for, him, for myself. I got to do some research on him. Uh, but I don't really got much to say about him. The music might be great, or it might be mid. Who knows? Just an average kind of street rapper to me, at least. Like, no no uh, catch with him. But I don't know much about him, so I have to research him. He might be amazing. Who knows? He's from Boston, though. So, And the last pick is Central C. A lot of people know Central C. I'm not going to say everybody, but a lot of people. You remember that song, How Could I Be Homophobic? My Bitch Is Gay. Right, and ever since that song, or before that song, actually, I've been keeping up with him. He, he kind of had a similar, in terms of my discovery of him, he has a similar like um, I had a similar discovery journey with him that I did with Jack Harlow, where like I listened to the singles leading up to his first or one of his albums, like Twenty Three, I think it's called. And I listened to it; I really liked it. I enjoyed it. And then after that, he put out a single called Doja, that started off as a TikTok kind of sound. Uh, or like a meme on Twitter. I don't remember what it was. It was around the time that like little Uzis, I just want to rock kind of leaked. You know what I mean? So those two kind of leaked at the same time. Uh, and I remember it's like, oh shit, that's crazy. How could I be homophobic? My bitches gay. Everybody was like, oh my God, that's a crazy line. And then he's being able to capitalize with American audiences. He's one of the rare UK rappers that's been able to penetrate American culture because he wants to. And I think him joining XXL is a very purposeful decision. It's further him being like, I want the American audience as well. I don't just want to be a UK artist, which I don't think there's anything wrong with it. UK is pretty big, but you know, it's just different ambitions. For him, for Central C, interesting, because everybody knows that Doja song, but I think I can suggest a better song that he has. He has some pretty good songs. Oh, and recently he just put out maybe the UK song of the summer with that Sprinter song, Sprinter song with Dave. But in terms of songs that I really like, I think that probably my favorite is One Up off of the No More Leaks EP, Central C, One Up. That song is great. I love that song. But uh, yeah, that's my rundown of the 2023 XXL freshman list. Overall, a pretty good list. There's nobody really that makes bad music on here at all. Probably the worst artist will be, and I don't. I, it hurts to say this as a... No, no, no. I was going to say too rare, but it's really not too rare. It's fucking, it's Lola Brooke. It's up as her music, guys. She, you know, she can, she's fun. <laughs> she's a fun artist, but in terms of her music, she probably makes the worst music out of all of them. And that's not even that bad. So I really like this list. I think it's very varied, very varied. And uh, that's pretty much everything I have to say about that, to be honest. I just wanted to get through that 2023 XXL freshman. Now I want to talk about Secret Invasion, guys. Secret Invasion, the latest Marvel show. There hasn't been a Marvel show this entire year. Finally, there's a Marvel show. And I think it's pretty good, and a lot of people don't think so. 
I don't know what people want out of Marvel anymore, dog. I'm so confused as to what people want. I was watching this Secret Invasion episode, this premiere, and I'm like, it's a good 50 minutes. The plot is going fast as shit, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is fun. And by the time it's done, it's a crazy twist at the end. I'm not going to ruin. I saw that. I'm like, oh, my God, that was such an enjoyable. That was very enjoyable. And then... I think, oh, wow, Marvel's back, guys. You know, Guardians 3, that was good. Come on. Marvel's back, right? And then and now I'm seeing, like, weirdly divisive opinions. I'm like, what the fuck is there to complain about with this show? It's just like, like and it bothers me because I, I don't understand. This is weird standard that Marvel has now that it being fun is not enough. And I can understand that because, like, superhero media has gotten better and better recently. But let's let's not get our shit let's not get let's not get it twisted guys most of this shit wasn't good it wasn't like amazing it wasn't like fucking uh fucking oscar level or emmys you know worth it like it was always just fun like the best immediate like if something that's superhero related is fun I'm getting my money's worth. You know what I mean? There's different levels of fun. There's like trashy fun and like elevated fun. But it's like, if it's fun, it's fun. And I'm not mad at it. And so like people are expecting, I don't know what the fuck people are expecting out of Secret Invasion. Like They're expecting, I don't know, Succession? I don't know what they're expecting out of this show. Like it really bothers me because it was really enjoyable. I get to see, I get to watch great actors. Olivia Coleman, Samuel L. Jackson. You know what I mean? Like, these are great actors that they're just cooking on the show. Bings, uh, uh, Kingsley Benadir. I think, well, what the fuck is his name? Ben, what, what's the name? I got to find his name. The guy that, that uh, what's his name? He's a scroll. He's a head scroll. Secret Invasion. Let's see. What is this guy called? He's good. I really like him. He seemed like a compelling Kingsley Benadir. Oh shit, I was right. I can't believe I got that right. Kingsley Benadir, he seems like a great antagonist. I don't know. We just got great actors. It's just strange to me the hate that these anything Marvel gets. It's like if it's not like a fucking I don't I don't know. If it's not like out if it's not endgame, people think it's bad. And I think endgame fried people's brains into thinking that everything should be that good. When that's a culmination of like so much shit. You can expect that out of a show that's this self-contained. Honestly, I'm getting a fun spy show out of this. It's all I care about. And good performances. And, you know, great, compelling actors. How can you go wrong? I don't know. It, it's just, it, I, don't, I don't, the standards are so in, impossible for this fucking show, bro. It bothers me. But the other thing that was a, a piece of um, discourse, I guess, is that the, the, the AI intro, which is like, dog. It's fine. It's fine, man. It's not. It's nothing crazy. It's. 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 It looks good, honestly. And this is the dishonesty that I'm talking about. Like everything Marvel now is dishonest because I think people are just fed up with it. Instead of like admitting that, they're trying to pretend they're being objective about the Marvel discourse. Yo, you can't tell me that AI intro at the beginning was in, wasn't fire. That shit was amazing. Now, do you have, like, moral concerns about AI and artistry? Fine, you can have that, and we can debate that all day long. What you can't tell me is that shit didn't look fire because it did. You know what I mean? You said if it was an artist, everybody would be like, it's blowing my mind. Now, I guess I'm in the side of, 
when it comes to AI, I'm in the side of, you know, it's fine. Like, I think we'll survive it. I don't think it's going to end us. If it does, it does. If it doesn't, we'll survive. Just like the pandemic. There's been a lot of things that are trying to wipe us out. We'll figure it out. That's what humanity does. But also, I think this is AI is going to become a tool. That's what it should be after it. So I don't think people should be like rejecting this technology because you can't stop the use of this technology. All you can do is use it in a tool that is in, uh, in harmony with what humans are doing. So that's my opinion on that intro. But yeah, I don't got that much to say, honestly, because uh, I don't want to spoil it. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, you know, it was a good 50 minutes. I wasn't bored not once. That's my review of it, bro. And that's as much as I'm expecting out of a Marvel show. I don't know what the fuck else y'all are expecting from it, you know, but that's what I'm expecting. I feel like they're doing some good character work. Also, that's the other thing people talk about is like, oh, it feels empty. There's no character. I don't think that's true. They're doing good character work with fucking Samuel L. Jackson with Nick Fury. Like the idea of Nick Fury feeling like he's not him anymore. You know, he's not that guy and him getting back to it. I don't know. It's annoying, man. It bothers me. It bothers me. It, re it really, really does. But, you know, I don't know what the fuck else you guys want. If something is mid, I'll call it mid. Like this Young Thug album. But like this Young Thug album was absolutely mid. And it's definitely not better than Gunna. And it's funny that it was even... Why, I don't know why Young Thug decided to step on Gunna's album. Did he know? Like, I don't know. I don't think artists know when their shit is good or not. Because if they did, I, I'm so confused why he would want to compare himself willingly to... You know, to Gunna's album, which, you know, had no help, nobody. And Joe Bunnan and Joe Bunnan Podcast have talked about this. But the idea of him not having any help and still coming through with a great album, like, come on, man. I don't know why you would put yourself in that competition. It doesn't make sense. But that's, that's I mean, it, to me, it's more than enough proof that Young Thug doesn't fuck with him. I said this already in the last episode, Young Thug don't fuck with Gunna. It's obvious now. And Young Thug can deny it all he wants, but he doesn't fuck with Gunner. His actions speak louder than his words. I don't care what the fuck he says. And there was that leaked audio as well. I don't know. In terms of Young Thug's album, like, how much can I get into? Like, it definitely felt like just like a bunch of songs that Young Thug wanted to put together to fucking step on Gunner's album. And when that's the intention, and it's not like a carefully crafted album, which he's not really able to do right now because he's behind bars... That's the fucking problem. Like, it will never sound as good as what Gunna did because Gunna's shit had intention. You know, he had artistic intention. He was going for something. He created it, put his all to it. Maybe not his all, but his best foot forward. And that's what came out of it. And I think with Gunna's album, it's just clear that these are all scraps. These are scraps from, like, three different projects. I think it's scraps from, like, Metro, maybe a potential Metro Boomin Young Thug album. I think it's scraps from... You know, obviously, uh, um, Slash Album Punk, I think it's scraps from, let me look at the track list, because that'll really let me know. It's a scraps, it's a bunch of scraps, bro, and, you know, it's fine, you know, it is what it is, but don't, don't, you know, scraps from Future's album, scraps from 21 Savage, it's just a bunch of scraps everywhere is all I see, scraps everywhere. Yeah, so, you know, it is what it is, but that's why it's not good, it's because it wasn't no artistic intention. It was just spite. Spite was the only thing fueling this. And sometimes spite isn't enough. You know, surprisingly. Yeah, it's fine. Young Thug's album is fine. Uh, kind of high energy, but I'm tired, so I didn't have a lot of energy. And I'm feeling myself. You know, that's why I kept these topics kind of short. 
I mean, not really, because the, the Drake album topic was long, and then 2020, 2023 was long. Then the last two has been pretty short because, you know what I mean, I want to run through them. But that's really, I only wrote those four things down, and this episode don't got to be as long as the last one. Last one was uniquely like, oh, wow, I haven't done a solo pod in a while, and now I'm doing a solo pod again for the second week. And now in my second week, I'm like, I'm exhausted. But, you know what I mean, I'm going to stay consistent, bro. It is what it is. If it's got to be 30 minutes, it's got to be 30 minutes. You know, if I want to cut short, I'm not just going to cut it short like I have done in the past. I'm just going to be like, slow down, gave my breath, let the mic go cold so that it picks up the audio from the other room so that I can remove it in post. Yeah, that's pretty much it I had for main topics. Now, let's get to some quick, fun shit. Let's get to the rec room. Okay, so I have a couple of things. For one is uh, the movie Past Lives, one of the better movies of the year. It's a romantic kind of drama. And it's like a weirdly realistic romantic drama. If you want to see more of my thoughts on it, like more of a deeper review, you can check out my letterbox at Eladio Talks. Check me out on that app. You'll see what I thought of the movie. But the movie is really good. It didn't really get me. Like, I feel like I should have cried more. And that's when this movie would have been really successful because it really would have got me my feelings. This one really didn't really do that. There's moments in the movie that I could tell more people were like meant to cry. It was like, here you go. And now you cry. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, and I didn't cry. There was one part that I got teary at for sure. And that was that was pretty powerful near the end. I don't want to spoil that. But Past Lives is pretty good. It's a very realistic romantic drama, which I like. And I think that's what makes it good because it doesn't dip into fantasy. It stays in reality, but also is able to find the romance in reality. It's one of those movies that are like, you can almost see this movie as so simple that like nothing really happened, but a lot happened. And in, in, in that little, in that, that's a tricky line to walk. And I think if you do it correctly, like this movie did, it gets a lot of people talking like, oh my God, this movie's amazing. And I think that's exactly what happened. Um, be fascinating if this movie gets any awards contention. I think it will. I think it will. Like, at least for original screenplay, maybe some acting. I don't know. One thing I will say, though, there was one moment where I almost checked out, and it's when the white person gets introduced, and I was like, dog, what the dog get this fucking white man out of my face get this white man out of my face he has no confidence what, what is this white man he should get cheated on <laughs> that's what i was thinking every time i would see him i was like bro get this fucking white man out of my face let's go back to the main romance huh let's get this white devil out of here fun man i saw a video essay about postmodernism and metamodernism and it's hilarious because I'm seeing that kind of theory that he talked about in every single movie that I watch now. It's hilarious. It's fun. Like, isn't it fun when you learn something and then you start applying it to shit in your real life and you're like, oh, wow, that was very useful information. I feel smarter. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. What else did I watch? I watched I'm a Virgo, episode one. I'm definitely going to keep watching. It's a new show by Boots Riley. It's about a 13 foot tall black man in uh, Oakland. It's fascinating what they did in the first. At first, it was, it was only like 38 minutes long. It wasn't that long, but it set up so much. And it showed, it, first of all, it showed that Boots Riley is a great fucking director. Just stylistically, 
His style is unique as fuck. Is nobody doing? It's nobody directing anything the way that he does. There's a point where there's a time lapse of a uh, of a house being built, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And not only that, is the the way that he's able to practically create this this kind of visual illusion, optical illusion, of this 13 foot tall black man, and the way it practically looks, it's fun. It, it's it's really it's just a, it's, it's a, at the very least is a treat. For sore eyes. No. What's that phrase? It's just beautiful to look at. Let me keep it simple. I don't got to go out and say crazy shit. And also, like, there's reasons for shit happening, too, which is hilarious. That's funny because it's such an absurd topic, but he's able to bring out some kind of realism out of... Or, like, I see what he's doing with, like, with, uh, with absurdism. He's using that to reveal a, a deeper truth about shit. Which I think it's a fun way to like hijack people's minds into you know learning more radical concepts. It's fun. It's fun. I really I see what he's doing and I like that it kind of works. So yeah, I'm a very good episode one on Amazon Prime. I'm definitely gonna keep watching. I don't know how many episodes it is. I think total runtime was like an hour fifty five. I think is what I saw, but I'm not exactly sure. That would make it what four episodes? I hope not. I was like five. Actually, I'm gonna look it up. Sadly, I don't. Oh, seven episodes. Okay, there we go. That's good. I like that. I like the seven episodes. It's a pretty good runtime. Yeah, especially if all episodes are like 30 minutes. It's perfect. All right, what else did I watch? I didn't watch these things. I listened to this. So Fago dropped an EP that a lot of his fans really like. You know, his last album, Pink Cards, I loved. No, I didn't love it. I really, really liked it. But a lot of his fans didn't like it because he tried more kind of mainstream sounds like he he was going for more of like an r&b i don't know he was going for hits and it makes sense because he signed under travis scott who's one of the biggest artists out right now so i think that makes sense but his fans his diehard fans were like this is not what we fell in love with and so i think he went back to his roots on this ep and i think his fans really like it but thankfully enough i also really liked it there's a song of their backseat that it's on my playlist freshly squeezed check it out It's just a good song. It's just a very kind of like a similar to other like chiller songs on his last album. I don't know. It's a fascinating EP. He has songs with Benny X and shit like and he's talking shit on there. Like I forget that Sofago is in that class of like Cochise and Yeet of like this newer like artist because he's so ingrained. Like he kind of he went a while without releasing any music. So. But listening to this EP, I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess he is part of it. Also, I don't know what the fuck I'm calling it an EP. It's 12 tracks long. It's not a fucking EP, dog. It's not. I give a fuck what anybody says. It's not an EP. Anyways, that's that. It's so Fago's EP. And the last little recommendation I want to talk about is uh, I don't got much to say about this, but Black Odyssey's latest album, Diamonds and Freaks. Just a very well-made R&B album. It's funny to hear when rappers make R&B albums. Because I think Black Odyssey is definitely like a rapper. He can sing and shit, but he's mainly a rapper. Because of the way that the albums are constructed and the way that they're much deeper. I don't know. Like, there's a song called Adam and Eve that I'm like, that's a song only a rapper can make. And not only that, this is a song only a rapper influenced by Kendrick Lamar could make. But that he does it in the world of R&B music. And it's fascinating. It's a fascinating fusion that he does. I think my favorite song off of there is uh, You Got a Man. I like Pink uh marmalade pink what the fuck is this with the album 
Pink Marmalade. Okay. And all, yeah, I really like that one. Broke Folk Funk with Rhapsody. Yeah, there's some great songs in here. Uh, it, it's a good listen. It's a smooth, easy listen. That's all I got to say. I liked every song on it. None of the songs really stand out that much. I like Miss Sweet Tea, actually. Uh, Adam and Eve is like a weird, like, what the fuck am I listening to? It's fascinating. It's the weirdest song on the album, for sure. But then the single's already pretty good. OD is probably my favorite song on there, and I'm shocked because that was the first single he put out, and I guess I didn't like it. And now, you know, eight months later, maybe, I think, I'm listening to it again. I'm like, this shit is fire, which is another song that's on the fucking playlist for FC Squeezed. But yeah, man. That's everything. I feel weird because, I, you know, my throat is fucking... I don't know. I feel weird. I feel weird just in general as a human. I was drinking coffee. You know I mean? I did shit. I ate breakfast. Tired. It's kind of hot in here. Music is a lot of shit. But it is what it is. I can fix that in post. It's weird. Weird all around. Weird energy. Like I ran out of energy and got energy. I don't know. I feel like I'm performing more to the camera even though this is not being recorded. I don't feel like this is the same pace that I approached the first episode with. And I got to go back to the to the lab. You know I mean? To the kitchen. To figure out what went wrong here. I think this is still a good episode. I just don't even know if I'll be able to get any clips out of this. I don't know. It's going to be weird, but. Yeah, man, that's uh, it's gonna be it for this episode. I feel like I talked about a lot. There was some interesting, like I definitely did a deep dive on that Kendrick, uh, that Drake album that might come out this Friday, and also the 2023 XXL freshman. I feel like I did a couple of breakdowns, which I think is good. I don't know why I feel subconscious. I just my energy is weird. That's all it is. Uh, and also, I don't like when my throat feels like I've been talking for a long time because it's not sustainable. I want I want to feel normal. It is what it is. Also, I got to do like a, another pod later today. It's crazy. But anyways, it's going to be it for this episode, guys. This has been a fun one, huh? Huh? <laughs> it's, it's so weird. I don't know. My, I'm, I'm just tired, guys. I'm sorry for this energy this episode. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to this. This has been yet another episode of Empty Opinions, place for all things culture. My name has been Lottie Polanco, a.k.a. 4, a.k.a. Fat E. Now you get it, right? And uh, until next episode, I'll see you guys then.